Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Amen, amen, amen. All right, I will share briefly on what I uh, message I called the grace for healing. The grace for healing. The grace for healing. And it's Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to read verses 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Kiddos, are you listening? Are you listening? You are doing so wonderful. You should clap for yourself. All right. If only adults will listen like you listen, church will be great. If they won't be on their phone, on Facebook, texting. Ah, Jesus. Help us, amen, to be like children. Amen. So I'd like us to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Let's read it together. For it is by grace you are being saved through faith, and this is from your, not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So this scripture was impressed in my spirit to just share because a lot of time when we think of healing, we think of what we have to do to get healed. But healing is really by the grace of God. Now, even though he's saying saved here, the word you have been saved, and if you really a Bible student, uh, you can simply take the, it was called Bible concordance, concordance. It will tell you what was the original word for each of those words in the Greek Bible, in the Greek version, all right? Because this is in the New Testament, all right? So that word translated save is the word sozo. And you, that's where you're going to find what does it mean, what does zozo mean? Zozo actually means many things, but this is a summary of what it means. To preserve one who is in danger of destruction, all right? Which is where we have the word salvation. Jesus saved us from destruction of the enemy, from hell. That's the ultimate destruction. But it also means to save a suffering person, suffering person rather, from perishing, that is one suffering from disease, to make well, to heal, restore to health. So when Jesus said, by grace you have been saved, is actually a very a loaded word. The word translated saved there means many things. It means to be saved into the kingdom, to be saved from the danger of hell, and brought into the kingdom of God. It also means to be forgiven. It also means to be healed. It also means to be set free from every oppression of the devil. Hallelujah. So we can put healing there. We can say it is by grace you have been healed. Through faith, it is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. So... The reason why God heals by grace is so we can boast. So you can't say, oh, this is the, 
you know, this is why I got healed. I got healed because I have been very good. I got healed because, you know, I've been really living a holy life. I got healed because I've been really good at paying my tithe. I got healed because, you know, I'm the first person to be in church every Sunday. I got healed because, you know, I don't do any wrong things. I, you know, I take my recycle out. I, I do my garbage, you know. I am really a very good citizen, therefore God healed me. No, God doesn't want us to be able to boast. And he says, healing or salvation is by grace. So the first lesson there is healing is a gift of grace. I want you to say it, healing is a gift of grace. And that's really, I think if we understand it, I think we will experience more healing. If you understand this to say it is just a gift of grace it is god releasing his grace that's what brings healing hallelujah and grace must be grace all right in romans chapter 11 verse 5 and 6 he says so too at the present time there is a remnant choosing by or chosen by grace and look at verse 6 he said and if by grace then it cannot be based on works. If something is by grace, it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace will no longer be grace. So if it is now based on works, grace cannot be grace anymore. If it is just based on merit, grace cannot be grace anymore. So grace is very, very important. It's important to understand that healing is a gift of grace. And grace is favor that is unearned. It is not earned. Some people use unmerited. It is not based on merit. It is gift that is based, that is from God. Praise the name of Jesus. But it's also important to know that Jesus is the source of the grace of God. And that's why it is important. Jesus is the source of the grace of God. That's why we must be Jesus-centric. You know, I, I found that even a lot of believers find it hard to mention the name of Jesus. Do you know that it is so easy for us to mention God than to mention Jesus? Isn't that true? Oh, God, I love God. No, 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 no. That's what we like to say God, but we don't like to say Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, Jesus is everything. Jesus is grace. I mean, Jesus is the reason you are going to heaven. <laughs> and that's, that's very true. Left to God is, of, is too pure than to behold iniquity. But by Jesus who gave himself. That's very important. That's what makes Christianity unique. It is the fact that I don't have to earn anything. In fact, I can't earn anything, no matter how I try. All right? But it's given to me freely through Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the source of all grace. And I love uh, John chapter 1, verse 17. I would like us to read it. John chapter 1, verse 17 says, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah grace so the whole idea of receiving something free comes through jesus christ receiving salvation free receiving healing free 
receiving deliverance free is only possible, is only conceivable through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the source of all grace. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want all of us to read this verse. Let's read it together. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might, might become rich. Now, it's not, it's not talking about richness in money here, because obviously they don't spend money in heaven, right? It's just it was rich with all things. Health, blessing, peace, all right? Jesus was rich. He had That means Jesus had all sufficiency. He had everything. Then he lost everything for us. So he became poor so that through his poverty, we might be rich. We might have everything. We might have abundant life. That's why Jesus said, I have come so that you might have life and have it abundantly. abundantly. Hallelujah. So it's defining grace from us. So, so you know, the problem is most of us don't know. And I'm praying that we will know. So you know the grace of our Lord. The grace of our Lord, it means that Jesus had everything and emptied himself of everything so that through him emptying himself, we might have everything that he has. Last week I was talking about the, 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 the beautiful exchange. That is really the essence of being a Christian. The essence of Christianity is that exchange. Is that Jesus was rich, he had everything, and he became poor so that I can be rich. Healing comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So healing is received by grace. It's not by works. Hallelujah. But I'll take us back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 that we started with. For it is by grace you have been saved. If you can go back there, that would be wonderful. But it says through faith. That is, we receive it through faith. So through becomes the vehicle of receiving grace. So grace, don't forget, cannot be worked for, but grace must be received. Hallelujah. But, and the means of receiving grace is through faith. All right? It's not by working for it. You see? It is the gift of God. It is not by works. But it must be received by faith. You know, by faith we'll receive it. And that is why we must, understand, we must now try to understand what is that faith? What, what is, how do I receive healing how do I receive what God has to offer to, if it is free? Praise the name of Jesus. So I'll, I'll take two stories in, in a few minutes to explain this concept to you. And uh, we're going to close. First is Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, the woman with the issue of blood. So I'm going to read the story a little bit for you. Many of us are familiar with the story. So Jesus was, you know, Jesus was going somewhere else in his ministry. He was actually going to Jairus' uh, house, all right, to pray for Jairus' daughter. And the Bible says as Jesus was going, uh, there's this woman, uh, and in verse 42, as Jesus was on his ways, 
on his way rather, the crowd almost crushed him. So the Bible said Jesus was going and crowd was following him. And we're talking about thousands and thousands of people here. Crowd almost crushed him. And a woman, I wanted to say a woman, is significant because it is very difficult for a woman to really make it through the crowd. All right? A woman who was there, who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. 12 years subject to bleeding. No one could heal her. She's gone to the doctors. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. Now, cloak. She couldn't touch Jesus because she knew it was going to be very difficult to be able to touch Jesus. First of all, Jesus had some bodyguards, all right? He had some disciples who were all men, right, who were around him, who were not very, very kind to women, all right? So in those days, so she knew that it was really going to be a very difficult thing to be able to touch Jesus. Touching a man is also difficult. But he said, but Jesus wore cloak. He wore garment. The way they, they, they dressed those days was very easy. The garment was flowing. So she knew maybe I could just go through the legs and touch his garment. Somehow, if, you know, that's, you know, that's what she did. She came up behind him and touched the head of his cloak. And immediately, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. You know, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that. A little bit. I'm going to try to read uh, that same. I'm going to try to read that same from Matthew. Let me try and read that same passage. That same passage in Luke chapter eight, and is also in Matthew chapter nine. In Matthew chapter nine, verse twenty, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him, touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, "I want you to listen. If." I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. All right? So we know this woman, that what was special about this woman was what she said to herself. So faith is really what we say to ourselves. All right? She said to herself. You know, so it wasn't, her own touch was not a purposeless touch, rather. And many times we come to the house of God we really don't have a purpose. We don't have what is called self-talk. And a lot of time, our self-talk are negative talk. You know, they are negative talk. We don't talk, tell other people, but the thought in our mind about our condition, about our situation, oh, it's too late for me, oh, no, who cares about me, oh, I'm not, I'm not important anyway. I want you to listen. Be careful of your self-talk. I want you to maybe you advise your neighbor. Be careful of your self-talk. Because God is listening. Isn't that scary? It's, so, so the woman said it to herself, right? But God is listening. But that is recorded as faith to her. All right? She said to herself, look, if I can touch his garments. All right? If Jesus was not even talking about healing, Jesus was not saying, Jesus was not saying, okay, I want to heal people today. Jesus wasn't doing all that. You know, but it was a function of what this woman was saying to herself. She said to herself, if I can touch his cloak, I will be healed. And that's exactly what happened. And I want you to see uh, 
verse 22, Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, my daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. So what was her faith? A conversation to herself. All right? So your conversation to yourself is very, very important. Of course, that conversation was converted into an action, right? She actually physically reached out and touched Jesus. Now, the reason why her touch was different was because her touch was accompanied by a talk, a self-talk, all right? There was a purpose there because everybody was touching Jesus. If you read the story in, you know, further, in, if you read the story in, in Luke chapter 8, it was, it, was, it, was, it was kind of more detailed there in Luke chapter 8. Jesus actually said, who touched me? Jesus said, who touched me? And Peter said, what do you mean who touched you? Everyone is touching you. I mean, look, people were actually thronging you. People were actually all over you. Now you said, someone touched me. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. There's a touch that is different. There was, there's a touch that was accompanied by faith. There was a woman who touched me. Before she touched me, there was a self-talk. It wasn't just careless, purposeless talk, touch. Sometimes we come to church purposeless, carelessly. We don't know that God listened. A few weeks ago, one of our sisters was, you know, came to church, and she was sharing with me that she preached. She's been battling with head crisis. You know, I mean, she was diagnosed with some disease that usually is rarely mentioned. Nobody really talks about it. All right? And, uh, and she prayed. You know, she just said, let me come to midweek service. You know, she doesn't really come to midweek service. But that time she decided to come. She was going through issue. And she said, Lord, I want you to speak to me today. She, she, she said, I don't want just to come. I want you to speak. Now, the person teaching Bible study just mentioned her case. Just like that. Just, you know. And she said, this is not even something people mention. Because she, she, she's familiar. She's in the medical field. This is not an example people give. Usually when people give an example, they will say heart disease, cancer. They would, it was something that is rare. And that was something that somebody mentioned. Because God listens to our self-talk. I want you to turn to your neighbor. God listens to your self-talk. Amen. The second one I will, I will give, you know, just before I pray, is John chapter 5. I talked about it. All right? This is the man that was invalid, that is crippled. He's been crippled for 38 years. For 38 years, he's been crippled. We don't know how old he was. Now, even in the old covenant, there was healing. So there was this pool where people can go to. And once a year, the angel will come and stir the water. And the first person to jump into the water got healed. That was a very, very lousy, you know, just the chance is so, I mean, that's, I mean, just imagine, I mean, if you're a cripple, you have no, you have no prayer. I mean, that's just, I mean, why even bother, right? I mean, I mean, so the strongest, I mean, the strongest sick person got healed. I mean, that's all, whatever. I mean, so, so everybody now you have to, even if you're sick, you have to hire people, pay their money to carry you and throw you into the pool so that you can get healed. I mean, so this man has been sitting down there, waiting every year. You know, once the water 
How painful is that? You have to watch a whole year for the water. I mean, do you imagine how many times they thought the water was moving and they jump into it and there was nothing? Just imagine that. Just imagine in real life. Just imagine how, you know, the chances, you know, and that was, that was, that was, that was, that was his situation. Now, grace shows up. And Jesus is grace and truth. So, so Jesus goes to this man and Jesus tells him, look at what Jesus said, do you want to get well? Very simple question. Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes in ahead of me. That, was his, that has been his story. Someone else goes in ahead. And Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Hallelujah. You know, so faith is getting up. All right? Faith is not always waiting. Faith is getting up. That's why we encourage you to test. All right? To be, to step up. To test it. If your situation can be tested, test it. Just, if it's shoulder problem, just move it. If it's leg problem, move it and move it. So, and sometimes the first move, most times the first move doesn't work. All right? And that's why it's important. The first move doesn't always. Because usually there's hardly anything you do the first time that works anyway, right? All right? Usually the first time you move, the first time you make a step, it doesn't look like it's working. But when you step, when you move, so Jesus is saying, now grace is here. It's no longer by merit. It's, it's no longer, you don't need to depend on others to carry you, right? I am here, I am grace, just rise up and you are going to walk. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So I, grace is available. Many people have been healed here tonight and many will still be healed. Amen. Because grace is in the house. And who is grace? Jesus. And trust me, it's actually here every Sunday. All right? It's here every time we gather. In fact, it's with you all the time. Hallelujah. It's with you all the time. So the grace is always available. And if you understand grace, you see, our life will be amazingly better. If you understand grace, we will live a higher life, the kind of life that God wants us to live. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.